Hello and welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Freire and Smith podcast. The final week of Sunbelt football in October officially kicks off tomorrow night when Georgia Southern faces Georgia State. Before we get to today's episode, we wanted to tell you about Monday's episode. We released our Week 8 recap featuring in-depth analysis of this past week's biggest games. Plus, Kane and I gave updates on the must-know storylines ahead of Week 9's play. If you missed it, make sure to go back and give it a listen. Today, it's Episode 137 of the show, and we're excited to continue our Sunbelt Athlete interview series. Each Wednesday during the season, we're talking to the league's biggest stars. In recent weeks, we've had Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall on. Troy's Richard Jubinor has joined the Ferry and Smith podcast. Another great guest today and plenty more still to come this season. Kane, with that said, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's big guest? Yeah, no, these are all special, but this is truly a special one. It's not every day you get someone who leads the nation in a statistical category as a guest on your podcast, but we got him. We got none other than James Madison, defensive lineman, Jalen Green, who you've probably seen in your favorite team's backfield a little bit too much if you're a Sunbelt fan, but just a great conversation with a guy who's clearly made an impact on this special JMU season that they've been having this year. I think particularly if you're a Marshall fan, Caden, a little bit more on Jalen. He came to James Madison from Good Council High School in Baltimore, Maryland, a notable pipeline for NFL talent. After appearing in 14 games as a freshman in 2019, he would miss the entire 2020-21 season with an injury. Last year, Jalen largely served in a reserve role behind standout Isaac Ukwu, but following Ukwu's offseason departure, he stepped into one of two starting defensive end roles on this James Madison defensive front, a unit that was top five in rushing yards allowed a season ago and among the nation's leaders in sacks. This year, Kane, as you mentioned, Jalen has been the league's biggest breakout star and has really positioned himself as the presumptive defensive player of the year in the conference with his play on the field. He's currently leading the country in sacks and tackles for loss this season with 13 and 10, respectively. While the James Madison defense currently leads the nation in sacks, tackles for loss, and opponents' rushing yards to date, Jalen continues to prove, Caden, that with a lot of hard work and determination, anything is possible. He's been the best player on the league's best defense this season, and now he hopes to lead the charge as JMU pursues an undefeated season in 2023. Well, let's not waste any more time. James Madison's Jalen Green is here. It's time to hear from one of the most feared pass rushers in college football. Well, we are really excited to be joined by one of the most feared pass rushers in the Sun Belt, Jalen Green. Jalen, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to come on the Ferrarian Smith Podcast. No problem. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Well, Jalen, let's jump right in, and we're going all the way back. Uh, you grew up playing basketball and football. I wanted to ask, who first introduced you to the game of football, and what led to you kind of falling in love with this beautiful game? As far as who introduced me, I'm not sure. I, I remember... First getting involved when I was five and um, it just started off a flag football type deal. And, you know, just from very early on, you know, I just fell in love with the game, um, you know. And, <laughs> you know, I think it was easy, you know, to keep me involved and, you know, just the eagerness to wanting to get better and, you know, just kind of realizing, you know, hey, you know, I can start training, you know, really start, you know, applying myself and, you know, different aspects and, you know, just really start showing and doing cooler stuff on the uh, field. Once I realized that, 
kind of translated it with doing, um, you know, just playing well and playing good, you know, just, you know, kind of just been a workaholic at it since then. Appreciate you joining us, Jalen. You attended Good Counsel in Baltimore, Maryland. For those who aren't familiar, that's a program that has sent a, quite a few NFL players to the league, including guys like Stefan Diggs. You're the program's all-time sack leader. Who are some people that maybe influenced you the most during your time at that school, just given the, the track record and the history they had? Um, yeah, you hit on it, you know, going to Good Counsel and just kind of knowing the history and um, just, you know, the kind of players that they produce, you know, that was just kind of what I envisioned for myself um, my freshman year going there and, um, you know, big one, Stefan Diggs, you know, just kind of seeing how his career went at high school. And, you know, he had like, was a five-star and ended up at Maryland. And then, you know, he, what he's doing on Sundays, you know, it was just real inspiring. And, um, those guys would always come back and work out with us. And, um, Kendall Fuller, another one of the guys who's uh, on the commanders, he'd come back to our summer workouts all the time and, you know, just, you know, have conversations with us. And it was just really, Really inspiring seeing those guys and what they're doing and, you know, just kind of realizing like, dang, like these guys were in my very own shoes not too long ago. You know, just kind of like plants those seeds in your head, you know, what you can, you know, what you can do, what you might be capable of. Yeah, it's definitely neat kind of when you have that realization, that picture of what your ultimate goal is, kind of a path forward there. Jalen, you had a couple offers coming out of high school. You were one of three guys from this good council, you know, uh, class in 2019 that ended up at JMU. Julio was there, Latrell Palmer. You were initially recruited by Mike Houston staff. He ends up leaving to go to ECU. Why did you choose to stay at JMU and why was it the right fit for Jalen Green? Um, so, yeah, no, it's crazy, crazy. Um my visit prior prior to my visit to JMU, I hadn't known much about the school. Um, all I had known was, you know, they got some pretty cool uniforms and I like literally remember thinking to myself, like, dang, I think I look good in those. Like, that's all I had ever, you know, known about JMU. And then I, you know, I took the visit. Um, it was a day in the spring and literally no one was on campus. I had only seen the football building. And I just remember just like having this genuine feeling about it. Like the first impression just about the campus, like no one was even on campus, you know, it just was beautiful, very peaceful. And, you know, it was just genuine. And I just remember my recruiting process, that like genuine feeling of, you know, me liking a campus or liking a place, you know, it just felt so, so real with JMU. And, you know, I just always remembered that. And then coming down to, you know, when I decided to make a decision, um, I wanted to get that stuff squared away before my senior year. And, um, Really, it came down between UVA and James, James Madison for me. And, um, you know, I ended up going with the Dukes and, you know, never looked back. But still, still happy I made that decision. Yeah, Jalen, thinking about my recruitment when I went to App State, I didn't know much about the program either, but I did know about the winning. And I know Coach Sloan took off a, a bowl ring, put it in my hand and was like, hey, like, this is what we do over here. We win. We win rings. We win championships. Did you have any moment like that when you were getting recruited by JMU where they kind of kind of wowed you over with their winning tradition and culture? Well, definitely, um, you know, just learning more and more about the program throughout that whole process and, you know, just seeing the kind of success that they've had, you know, you know, that was a big thing. You know, I wanted to go somewhere and win. You know, I didn't want to go, you know, to <clears throat> at the time when we were FCS, I didn't I had a couple um, a group of five schools looking at me. And, you know, my my whole thing was, you know, I, I want to be a winner. You know, I want to be a part of a winning culture. And, you know, that's why, you know went after coach Houston left and there was a little moment of um, uncertainty before we had hired coach Sig, you know, I, 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 my, my commitment didn't unwaver in any way. 
Well, you saw action in your freshman year with the Dukes before suffering an injury that kept you out for that entire odd, like 2020, 2021 season. What was that year like for you? And I guess, where did you grow the most and what did you learn the most through that journey? That year was 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 a huge like transition year for me. I'm sure you could imagine just first year of college, you know, being away from home. Um, you know, I, I was figuring out a lot of things at that time, you know, just playing and, you know, figuring out my body, growing into my body. And, um, you know, I that year... I played behind two um two of James Madison's like really good defensive ends, you know, throughout history, um, John Dockin and Rondell Carter. And those guys um really both did a really good job with me just taking me under their wing and, you know, showing me the ropes because I I, I was learning both positions. So I had spent my fair share of time with each of them. And, you know, they, you know, both in a way kind of showed me the ropes and, you know, taught me a lot. Yeah, staying on that journey, Jalen, I've been in similar shoes. When I was at App State, I was a reserve player on a winning team. I had great players in front of me. You make an impact when you can, and you clearly did that leading up to this year where it's kind of your turn. You have this breakout year. You're nationally recognized. Could you maybe talk us through that journey from having to wait your turn on a winning program behind some great players and then it all culminating to this amazing breakout year you're having so far this season? Yeah, um, you know, definitely. <clears throat> um to be honest with you guys, it was really my first time ever, you know, having to, you know, you know, figure out, <clears throat> you know, playing time and, you know, coming off the bench and being a role player. Um, I think, it, you know, it was a unique experience for myself because, you know, I had to learn a lot about myself and, you know, just, you know, kind of come up with the mindset of, you know, I'm just going to keep my head down, keep working. And, you know, when my time comes, I'm going to make the most of it. And, you know, that's just you know, what I kept telling myself throughout the whole time, you know, um, and, you know, that's, you know, just kind of what I just tried to embody, you know, just keep working hard and, you know, one day opportunity to meet the preparation. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really cool to hear just, you know, continuing to work hard through that journey and, and now getting an opportunity here to have all that hard work uh, show for everyone. Jalen, it's no secret that this defensive line has been special this year. Yourself, Chroma, Kamara, Carpenter, there's other names to mention as well. You guys have lived in, you know, the backfield on both the run and the pass game. What's the secret to this defensive line success and how much do y'all feed off each other? If there is a secret, I don't know what it is. I just know it's just a lot of hard work and, you know, guys are just hungry and, um, you know, we're challenging each other week in and week out. you know, that's just the kind of relationship we have with each other. Um, you know, just competitive group of guys, you know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> that's, that's just all it is. You know, I don't, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, a lot of fun to watch. I got to ask, uh, how often do you guys get out to eat together? Where's, you know, the go-to place uh, for the defensive line unit to grab a bite to eat in Harrisonburg? <laughs> usually, usually we're, we're um, we do most of our eating together on campus. Maybe after practice, we'll like go to one of the dining halls and chow down in there and spend a lot of time in there. But one of the places I say that, you know, we spend a lot of time going out to eat um, is O'Neill's Restaurants. Next time y'all down to Harrisonburg, y'all got to check them out. Tell them I sent y'all. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> we'll definitely make that happen for sure. Jalen, let's talk about your defensive line coach, Pat Koontz. I feel like he's done a great job with this unit, and it might not get talked about enough, but he's a larger-than-life figure. He played in the NFL. We know he's a big professional wrestling fan. Could you maybe talk to us about the impact he's had on this unit since arriving in Harrisonburg? See, y'all, y'all asking for a secret. I mean, the best answer I could probably give you is Coach Koontz right there. Um, uh, his, his he He's a very passionate person, and, you know, he he does it, he, you know, it just shows in his coaching and it really pours on to us and it rubs off on us. 
and you know just he cares about the details and and like you know just being around him so much eventually you know that's the the little things you know just kind of starts to rub off on you as a player and you know he he's a great coach and you know he doesn't get enough credit as much as he should but you know he he is the reason why we're all playing so well and you know definitely kudos to him is he as intense all week long as we see him on the sidelines on game day how you see him on the sidelines is how he is 24-7, all day, every day. Like, that's just him. <laughs> hey, he's, he certainly sounds like a, a fun guy to hang around. Uh, Jalen, this seems like the golden age of pass rushers in the NFL. There's plenty of guys that can get after the quarterback, especially off the edge in a lot of different ways. Who are some guys that maybe you watch consistently and try to model your game after? Micah Parsons. Um I turn on the Cowboys game and I only turned it on just to watch him play. Um, you know, he's very disruptive. First step is very explosive in the run game. He causes problems, you know, off the edge. You better chip block him, send double teams his way. You know, I look at his game and that's just kind of what I, you know, try to model and implement into my game a lot, you know, just being disruptive, you know. Jalen is a New York Giants fan. I've seen him terrorize my team plenty of times and can definitely say that I see some of his game in your game as well. But you're leading the country in sacks per game and tackles for loss per game this season. You coming off an amazing five sack performance against Marshall. We have to know, what did you eat before that game? What were you listening? What kind of got you in that mode to have that performance? And what was that game like for you? Um, Nothing out of the ordinary as far as my preparation. Um, That one, that game was just a really game. Again, that coming in, I had circled in the year. Um, how how the game went last year and how that all played out, you know, really left a bad, you know, feeling in my stomach. And you know, I just remembered it. And over the summer when I was working out, and I thought things were getting hard, I I looked back on that game, and you know, that was my motivation for pushing myself. So, you know, just that game, you know, I was just really pumped up, really excited. You know, I was just, I was really excited throughout the week for that one. So. You know, I, I guess maybe that played a hand in the performance. Yeah, Jalen, I have to admit, I love the Instagram caption after that game. What goes into those Instagram captions? Do you come up with all of them on your own? <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're inspired um, just by the music I listened to. That was actually um, a, a song for one of the songs I was listening to before the game. So, Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Jalen, it's no secret. You guys are 7-0 and now. You're ranked number 25 in the AP poll ahead of this weekend's big game against ODU. What was that feeling like in the locker room after finally getting some recognition that really this team deserved? Obviously, the recognition is a great feeling. You know, coach, coach doesn't really want us, you know, interacting with all that stuff. But, you know, it is a good feeling just to be recognized for, the you know, all the hard work that you put in and, all the extra time that you put in and, you know, just kind of see it, you know, just being appreciated in a way it does feel good, but, you know, by all means, we are focused on, you know, the ultimate goal, the ultimate, ultimate mission, which is finishing this year, finishing the season. You know, we just can't let it be a distraction, but it, it does feel good to answer your question. Jalen, I know we talked a lot about your defensive line success, but as a team, just from watching y'all since y'all joined the conference, I've, I've been trying to figure out how your team is just able to play so consistently. I don't know if it's the playoff mindset from the FCS days, kind of that winner going home mentality. I don't know if it's because of the postseason implications and y'all are playing like this is your postseason. But what would you say as a team is that recipe for the consistency we see from the entire squad between the energy, the discipline and kind of the execution y'all are able to achieve on a weekly basis? Um, I think it really just boils down to the culture. Um, 
as you mentioned, JMU was winning before, way before I got here. So, you know, coming in, you know, just kind of seeing, all right, this is the standard, this is the precedent and, you know, just approaching that and trying to exceed those standards is what's continuing this success because maintaining the standard is always good, but, you know, how you continue uh, success is always just trying to beat that and, you know, one up that. And, you know, I think, you know, that's really ingrained into the culture is just trying to do better than what's, <clears throat> what's happened in the past. And, you know, a lot of guys have that mindset. Yeah, Jalen, you know, one of the things, you know, you mentioned earlier on is obviously committing to this program and coming and playing for Kurt Signetti. Just talk about him as a head coach and how, you know, his demeanor on the sideline has kind of, you know, played off into y'all's performance on the field. You know, he's he, just the mentality he has, you know, trickles down to all of us. Um, just the mindset of job's not done. Job's not finished. You know, that that winner mentality, you know, ultimate computer uh, competitor mentality, you know, it just rubs off on him and we get a lot of that from him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, jumping off the field, Jalen, we love to do this with athletes. Back in May, the Montpelier Collective was formed to provide opportunities for student athletes like you to kind of benefit from that name, image and likeness. I know you're even the collective's intern, Steve Brown says, to say hi, by the way, but how have you and your teammates been impacted by the work of that collective? Um, it's been great. You know, it's definitely been very helpful and beneficial off the field as far as, you know, just making situations easier. You know, everyone's background and, you know, things that they're dealing with at home is different. And, you know, I know it's helped out a lot of guys in that way. So, you know, just that, but as well as, you know, just you know, having comfortability, you know, just being able to take care of everything you need to do and, you know, take away some stress so you can focus in on football, you know, it's really been beneficial for the student athletes. And I hope that's something that continues to grow at uh, the university. Definitely been great to see y'all win both on and off the field. We know we're very familiar with you on the field, terrorizing quarterbacks and staying in the backfield. But when you're off the field, when you're in your downtime, Jalen, what do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies or interests that you like to do to just relax and kind of spend some downtime? Um, I've been getting this question a lot, Ali. Um, in my downtime, I love to turn my TV on and watch football. Um, I love football. There's no exaggeration in that. You know, I'm always watching ball, you know, always watching the guys play my position. You know, you know, I'm looking at NFL games, just kind of, you know, seeing what kind of defenses they run, seeing how I might fit in there. You know, I just love watching ball. You know, that's that's what I do. <laughs> Jalen, who was that favorite NFL team growing up? I knew you grew up in the Baltimore area, but was was the Ravens your team or was there another team that you paid attention to growing up? I I, I was a Packers fan, oddly enough. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, nah, I was a Packers guy, but um, I'm more of a – I consider myself more of an NBA guy. I follow NBA. Maybe that's a hobby. I follow NBA heavy, and I love my Celtics, and I think we finna get Banner 18 this year, so just know y'all heard it here first. Well, you're uh, speaking Caden's love language. He's a football player first, but uh, loves him some basketball. Wish that he had played uh, the sport of basketball back in the day. But Jalen, before we, Caden, put you through some quick rapid fire questions. Jalen Green, when your career comes to an end at James Madison, how do you want to be remembered uh, by people five, ten years down the road? First, just obviously a great football player, but he, uh, an even better player, you know. I mean, not even better player, even better person. Um you know, just somebody, you know, that, you know, you could always just come up to and, you know, speak to and, you know, have a good conversation with, you know, I definitely, you know, just, you know, be open with people and, you know, talk and, you know, say hi and, you know, just greet people the right way. And, you know, just someone just a great, just remember it as a great person overall, you know, that's all I, all I say. 
Well, Noah teased it, Jalen. We have three quick rapid fire questions for you before we get out. That sound good? Sounds good. First one is what is your favorite pass rush move? Um, speed, but I like a counter move, so I'll say counter inside. <laughs> that, that one's counter definitely inside. been good to you this year for sure. Uh, what's Jalen Green's favorite food? I'm not picky at all. I love a lot of things, but let's say fried fish. <laughs> Always a good choice. And last one, we know you're a Baltimore guy, so we have to know what is your favorite Baltimore slang word? And could you maybe give us the definition of it as well? Baltimore slang word. Um, <laughs> my, 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 my Baltimore accent is like really gone. So I, I don't really sound like a Baltimorean, but uh, <laughs> um, a term that a term that is used in Baltimore slang, I say people like to call each other stupid. And it's not necessarily like derogatory or an insult to somebody. It's just like, what's up, stupid? Like, that could be your name or stupid could mean dude in a way. Like, what's up, stupid? You having a good day, stupid? Like, in a way, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Jalen, I uh, really have enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. Thanks for uh, spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, we've enjoyed watching you on the field and certainly wish you and your uh, teammates best of luck throughout the remainder of the season. Okay. Now, I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. Fun interview that was, Caden, with a guy who, much like yourself during your playing career, you know, started out in a reserve role, but through a lot of hard work and determination, was has been able to turn himself into one of the best players in the conference. Yeah, look, I'm not saying I ever led the nation in any statistical category, anything that Jalen's done this year and those amazing achievements he has, but it is tough being a reserve player on a team that kind of has those starters in front of you that have that NFL caliber talent who put on those NFL helmets or make it to the league and your team is winning championships and being successful. It's just really hard to kind of get playing time in those situations, but Jalen kept his head down. He kept working and as a result of kind of putting in that work and learning from the people in front of him and seeing how the JMU way and culture is of the defensive line position specifically, he's now having his breakout season. So huge kudos to him for kind of staying through that process. We know how popular the transfer portal is now. It's very rare to see that. This is a guy that we didn't talk about heading into the season because he didn't have the statistics. He didn't make our D-line list, but he put his head down. He worked, and as a result, if he were to come back for another year, he would definitely be at top of that list for sure. So huge shout-out to him for sure for kind of putting his head down in the process, understanding that he wasn't necessarily, necessarily comfortable being a guy who had to ride on the bench, but he had to do that for a little bit, and now he gets the shine. So it was a great story and great to hear that from him. Well, Kane, you might not have ever led the nation in statistical categories, but one thing that you have that Jalen doesn't have is you were the special teams bowl MVP back in, I think, 2016 uh, at this point. But Kane, I thought another interesting piece of this interview was the discussion around Pat Kuntz. And I feel like that has not been talked about enough. We have seen this James Madison defensive line dominate in the Sun Belt, really in college football as a whole over the last two years. And a lot of that has been done since Pat Kuntz arrived in Harrisonburg. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line play definitely took a significant jump when you see Pat Kuntz's arrival. And you could really say the same for the entire coaching staff at James Madison. I mean, you could argue that the development they have and the position they've been able to put their players in, whether that's the quarterback's position specifically or the defensive line positions, you just can't deny what they've been able to do year after year, coaching those players up, developing them and getting them ready to be some of the best players in the conference, whatever conference they've been in every single Saturday. So you look at the leaderboard of the sacks and the TFLs in this conference, you're going to see a lot of Pat's guys up there. That's a huge kudos to him. That's a huge kudos to the weight room and those guys putting in that work there and it all kind of transpiring and you seeing it all display on Saturday. So yeah, coaches probably don't get enough love, especially position coaches as they should, but that's definitely one where you look at a position group, you look at the success. It's hard to deny it. 
Yeah, there's certainly been no denying the the prowess of this James Madison defensive line over the past two seasons. Well, that's going to do it for another great episode of the Frary and Smith podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to James Madison's Jalen Green, as well as Associate AD Chris Brooks for helping make this interview happen. Before you go, don't forget, we're going to be back with another episode tomorrow. Our Midweek Mania series will continue with an in-depth look at Thursday's rivalry matchup between Georgia Southern and current East Division frontrunner Georgia State. That'll do it for us here at the Ferry and Smith Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, drop us a five-star review before you go. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show or what we could be doing better. So for Caden Smith, Richmond Weaver, and Brett Jemis, I'm Noah Frary. We really appreciate you spending more time with us today. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.